Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for almost 150 episodes. It is such a pleasure to be here with you, and it's a pleasure to be a part of the Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network. I really hope you guys are enjoying all the shows that they have in store. That network is just going to keep on getting bigger, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. One of the reasons why I started Excelsior Journeys in the first place is because I took a look at my list of different Facebook friends and I saw so many talented people that I knew from all walks of life, all the way from back to grade school to college and beyond. And I thought, wow, these guys are so talented. They're all working on stuff. They have so much so much great stuff going on. They need to be on the podcast. They need to let people know about what's going on. And after a few months, it became, okay, they need to be on my podcast. And that's when Excelsior Journeys really took off and became something. So it's always a thrill to be able to talk about different projects that that a friend of mine from years past has been doing. But it's even a bigger thrill to see that I wasn't the first one to really get uh, to really get the stage for that person because they've been busy being listed in the Hollywood Reporter and getting a very well-received series on epics. I was so thrilled to see that uh, the John Griffin's show from wound up getting picked up over at epics and even more thrilled to see the cast that came together for it and the execution of the show itself when it premiered. I got to see the first three episodes and I was hooked. I cannot wait to see how this whole thing ends. I know I'm a little bit behind, but at the same time, I hope that all of you have been able to get caught up. It is such a thrill to have the creator of From here with us. We're going to be talking about quite a bit. It is my pleasure to introduce to you, John Griffin. John, how are you, sir? I am good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, we we go way back to 1995. You do uh, indeed, being, yeah. yeah. Share, sharing the stage for Our Town. A indeed, shout out to indeed. Rob Barron. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was that was a great show. And it was, I, I we, we started talking pretty quickly, actually, like right in there, because you're a big, com- you're a comic book movie fan, as am I. And obviously that genre got a lot better during since the years that we have been in college. It did indeed. <laughs> Oh yeah! Finally found its feet, you might say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, before we jump into your origin story and tell us a little bit about how you got started in in this amazing world of you know theater, film, television, tell us a little bit about From for those who have not yet seen From is at its heart on 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 the surface. From is the story of this this town, and all the adjectives for that town just flew right out of my head. But this 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 somewhat innocuous town, where you you could be driving anywhere in America on a road, and you might come to a place where a tree has fallen across the road, mm-hmm. and you will have to sort of back up and detour off the highway to get around that tree and back onto the highway. But rather than take you back. To the highway, the detour will simply take you deeper and deeper into the woods, into the forest, mm-hmm. and until you come upon this this small. Oh, there's, there's 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 a word that I always use to describe the town, and 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 it's just escaping me right now. But like the small innocuous town, and once you enter, uh, you will realize that trying to leave will just bring you back into the town over and over and over again. And every night when the sun goes down, creatures come from the forest to hunt you, and we we enter the town through the eyes of a of a family a family in crisis you might call them they've they've just experienced uh, or they've recently experienced a very significant trauma in their lives and are sort of we imagine on this trip as 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 a way of finding a way forward and they find themselves in this town where uh, a number of people already lived and have lived for some time so 
you really approach the show through, through two perspectives, one through the, the idea of the newcomer and two through the idea of people who have already adjusted to the nightmare. And adjusting to the nightmare, I think, is what for me was at the, the root of the show. When people ask me where, where, the, where the ideas of the, of the show, when, when, when the seeds first were planted, when I really thought about it, it, it kind of goes back to the post 9-11 days mm. oddly enough it, 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 it's 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 an odd parallel to draw for this for this type of show but to me the show is really about where you go and who you become when the reality that you have invested in the reality that you have based your life around and that you have self-identified with is suddenly ripped away and for me like back back in those days like 9-11 was a huge experience for all of us obviously oh yeah and one of the one of the reflections i had it I had on it looking back is that we were all kind of just lost because like we, we pretend that this world around us, that these boxes that we live in, that these roads that we pave, that these bills that we pay mean anything and, and that they're real and that they'll always be there. And then somebody flies a plane into a tower and you realize it's all just paper mache. And Mm -hmm. in the, in the aftermath of that, I found myself walking around like so many others, just wondering what is, what does anything mean now? Like what rules do we follow? What, 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 and I think that like so many other people, I had yet to go on that journey of self-discovery that would have allowed me to say, even in the absence of all of that, this is still who I am. Yeah. And I think that aside from being a, a horror uh, mystery series, the journey for the characters is very much that, is that the, the world and the life and the rules that I knew are gone. So who, who am I in the absence of those? So I like to think of it as the genre, the genre of stories that have always really attracted me are those where it's the human story that really is at its heart. And the, the monsters and the, and the scares and, and, and the whatnot are, are, type of the, are sort of the, the window dressing or the packaging that that very human story comes in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like... So much of the of the horror that's out there is really like what's inside it and what those sort of external horrors kind of drive us to do. And yeah, so like that's that that's very, very poignant. I mean, like that's that's that goes back to like Romero, what um, what he was saying, saying, what's it going to take to kick people in the ass hard enough for them to see what's going on? Well, and and even uh, even even in a more in a more recent example, the timing of the show was was sort of strange in, in, in the sense that it happened as the world was kind of changing. Like mm-hmm. we, we went into production when the rules of the world had completely changed because we were in the throes of COVID yeah. and you know, our day-to-day life had been completely torn away. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like to some degree, just, just by coincidence and circumstance, we were all to some degree on that same journey that, that, that our, that our characters on the show are taking. Exactly. Yeah. So with that in mind, like going back to we you already mentioned the seeds of of the show itself, but let's go back further on. Like we'll go back further to what I always like to call the lightning bolt moment. And that's the moment in anyone's life where they kind of experience something, hear something, see something, meet someone or whatever. And it makes some kind of point in that direction and say, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of journey I want to be on. Now, when when we met, you were, you were acting. Were you always in the, in interested in writing as well? I was, yeah. I mean, like it it was, it was always something that brought me a lot of comfort and it was always something that, that provided uh, a much needed space for me to kind of just explore things and, and questions and themes that I, the, the great admiration that I have for actors and I, I still love acting. I, I, and, and I have nothing but great appreciation and fond memories for when I did act, I look forward to doing it again someday. But one of the, the profound admiration that I have for, for actors is that you really are, are at the mercy of those who provide a playground for you to play in. Like you're, you're auditioning, you're, you're waiting for your roles. You're waiting for your, for your opportunities. You're waiting for it's, it's a difficult it's a difficult craft to practice in a vacuum and writing always sort of provided that escape. I mean, I, I, I remember even in when, when Matt Chimalecki and I were living in, in Yorkville towers and mm-hmm. I had, uh, there was a walk-in closet that, that I, that I had, that I had cleared out. And that sort of like became my little, my little writing nook. Like I was no kidding. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I had, my parents had bought, bought me a, a word processor. I mean, that's, 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 Oh yeah. That's how far we're going back, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd sit in that closet and I'd and I'd write 
And, and yeah, it just, it, it, it always provided sort of that, that opportunity to explore whatever questions or themes I chose, as opposed to the questions or themes that a piece of material or a character provided. And I think even when I, even when I went out to LA, I sort of did my, I had my Jack Kerouac moment as I, as I like to call it, where um, <laughs> at one point in a, I, I just said, I have to, I have to go. It was, it was about a year after uh, I graduated Marymount. And, uh, and my father passed away. And I remember thinking that one of, one of, one of the, I like to believe that when people we love leave this world, they leave with lessons and they leave with reminders. And I had always talked about going out to LA. I had always talked about this and that. And his, his passing really shook me in the sense that it was like, well, maybe it's time to start living my dreams instead of, or, 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 or chasing my dreams instead of dreaming my dreams. And mm-hmm. so in 99, I kind of just put my life to, in a backpack and I took a three day train ride. I'd, I'd never been on a plane before. Wow. So I was, I was, I was 20, 20, 20, 23 and had, had yet to be on a plane. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm, I'm about to watch my, my world change. And so I really want to watch it change. Like I want to watch, I'm going to remake my life and I want to watch that process happen out the window of, of a train, excuse me. Yeah. And um, all by way of saying that I, that I, that I sort of came to, LA and, and, and I lived, I, like I found a youth hostel to live in when I got there. Got wow. Here. Um, so you, you started from the very, from the ground up really. Oh, there was a night, there was a night where I was in between places. I was walking down sunset Boulevard at two in the morning with all my lives possessions in, in oh, a no. shopping cart that I had found yeah. and uh, looking for a motel to spend the night. And I remember wow. coming upon this motel that was across the street from what used to be the French cottage where they used to do quite a bit of filming. This was in the days before the Hollywood and Highland complex. Hollywood was not, I mean, Hollywood's not very nice now, but it was much less nice then. And this particular motel had a, had a sign out said that said, no guns, no drugs, no prostitution. And I was like, well, that's good enough for me. But the thing was like, I went down to the 7-Eleven down the street. I got a big gulp. I got one of those horrible sandwiches that they, those prepackaged in a bag of Cheetos. I went back to my, Gun, drug, and prostitution-free hotel room <laughs> and motel room. I sat. So it's like bed. the Highlands. Remember the high, the was it the Highlands Hotel that that place that that that, that they took out in over on Fifty Seventh and Lex or something like that. I have the vaguest of memories of that hotel. Yes, I do. They I do. they had to like they had to shut it down and they had to like get everyone out and get them over to I think like Roosevelt Island. Yep. Oh, um, that's yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, was, they almost was, they almost put me in that damn place. Like it was very much in that same vein. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting on the bed. I turn on the crappy TV. It's full of static. And but the thing was, at the time, it just it felt like an adventure. It felt mm-hmm. like camp. And it was just I I always kind of said that like I I I I I lived off of blind, stupid, stubborn faith. And then my aha moment in terms of like this is all by way of eventually asking answering your question. My aha moment came my final audition as an actor was for a Burger King commercial. Hmm. And I'll never forget like this, this is an anecdote that I've told many times. I'm, 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 I'm in the, I'm auditioning with a sock puppet. Right. Oh, and so I'm standing there in the audition. I've got a sock on my hand. Mm-hmm. And at some point as I'm delivering whatever nonsense one might deliver in a, in a Burger King commercial, I remember looking at my hand covered by the sock and thinking, the sock has already been cast in this commercial and it has all the best lines. What the yeah. fuck am I doing? Like, I played Joe in angels in America. This is yeah. not, this is not what I dreamt of when I was sitting on that train. Yeah. And, and like I said, it, it, it's, it's what every actor goes through. And, and mm-hmm. that's why my, my level of admiration is so high and, and, and why it, 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 it's such a difficult tra- craft and such a difficult path. Mm-hmm. But I had been writing more and more, in the youth hostel, in the, in, in the bottom bunk of the eight person room that I was staying in. Yeah. I just realizing it's like, this is, this is, I'm enjoying this so much more. And so that was the point at which I said, I'm just going to write and I'm going to, I'm going to continue writing. I, I had written, a, I'd written a few plays in college and I liked writing comic books and I had started my first screenplay in, in youth hostel. And I said, I'm just going to write and write and write and write. I'm going to write for as long as it takes to find my voice and kind of find my, craft and and hopefully my or 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 with the with the again the blind stupid stubborn faith that my career will find me when i'm ready yeah yeah that's that sounds awfully 
a lot like what uh, what Stallone went through when he was when he was coming up with Rocky because it was the same sort of thing. Like he was getting roles that just kind of kept them going a little bit. But at the same time, he really found his passion with writing. And so that's well. The difference might be that Stallone was getting roles. I, well, know, true, that, true. There is that. That, that, yeah. that. that might be like the one, uh, the one difference. Yeah. No, but he yeah, has a but, great story. He's got a terrific story. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So so as you were going, like the different kind of writing that you were coming up with is that wasn't from yet. There was still yeah. like some other stuff that you were working on as well. What were your thoughts like about that oh, that older stuff? And would you think it would be something that you would revisit now that you've gotten older and gotten more experience with writing. Yeah. I mean, there are certainly some things that I wrote during that period that, that are definitely worth uh, revisiting. I mean, there's, there's one like the, the, the script that sort of began my career. I won a competition called the nickel fellowship. Oh, wow. You won the nickel. I'm sorry. You won the nickel. I didn't know that. I did. Yeah. It it was the the, the 2009s. And that was the, the, the funny thing is that that, that ended up when, when, when you win something like the nickel for, for those who don't know that the, the nickel fellowship is a a competition hosted by the Academy every year to sort of identify the, or, 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 or or the, the quote unquote winners of the, of the nickel fellowship are, are five unproduced scripts basically, or, or, or five. I, I, I guess one might say it's, 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 it's a fairly straightforward writing competition that, that happens to be hosted by the Academy. And they, and they, by the way, have a, have a spectacular group of people over there. And the sense of the, the one thing that I will say about the nickel and the one thing that I will always treasure about being a nickel winner is that they really do foster a sense of community amongst their winners and in, in a career that is often solitary and yep. you're, you're sort of writing in a void to, to sort of like belong to, to a group of people that are sort of on the same journey with you and to foster that sense of community and family. They do, they, they really go above and beyond in doing that. And, and they very much are, are largely responsible for the, the trajectory that my career took because that was, that was where it started. That was, that was sort of like the, the gate key that opened the first door, the first, oddly enough, when you win something like that, you think, Oh well, this is this. I've 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 won the race. I, I I've arrived. I'm here. And what you realize is that someone comes up to you with a number and says, "No, no, no, no. You you've just finished warming up. I know it's been ten years, but you've just finished warming up. And now mm-hmm. here's your number. You get to enter the race. Yeah. Um, and so then it's all about like learning the language of the professional and and learning how to take this skill set that you developed in, in a closet with with your laptop and mm-hmm. apply it to deadlines and to collaboration and to, you know, working on different projects at, at, at different levels without sacrificing any of the, any of the quality that you had, you had put into your previous projects when that was all, all that you were focused on. So forgive me, I, I, I have rambled enough that I forgot <laughs> the question that I was answering. Well, what I was asking was the stuff that you were working on before from, would that be, would those be things that you would consider revisiting? Yes, yes. And, and that's, yeah, the, the, so, so the script that won the nickel is, is one that I, I am currently like, like doing a, a rewrite on. That's probably the one that I think is really the one that carries over. A lot of those scripts that I wrote in the early days, I mean, they have a very, they have a very clear place in my heart and mm-hmm. they were very necessary steps in terms of me understanding the journey and, and me finding my voice. But as far as like, I think one of the things that you, that you begin to learn and that you begin to parse out at a certain point is that there is very much a difference between a well-written script and something that's going to make a good movie. And, and, and there, and, 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 and it's a very, I mean, we could talk for an hour just about, about that difference. And, and, and there are scripts that you, that you write that are very important for you personally Mm-hmm. In terms of your own journey, that really have no business being movies because it, it, it was really just something that you needed to write for you to kind mm-hmm. of like get this thing out and 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 find what was on the other side of it. So I would say that like the 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 nickel script, which was a script called Dream Before Waking, and and one or two others are are definitely things that. But I think for the most part, the 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 majority of things that I wrote in those early days were things that I that I really wrote for for me as I was trying to find my way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Like I during the during my time in in college and everything, I wrote like a wound up writing just like a handful of scripts. And one of them is completely, completely obsolete. Yeah. And so I remember I'm, participating in a reading for one of those scripts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the f- funny thing is, is that that universe still exists because. Really? Oh, yeah. Because, oh. yeah, the that whole universe actually exists in the Excelsior books 
that are out now. I have- oh, and congratulations on those, by the way. Like, I, I, I've been following the updates for, for years now, and, and uh, this is the first oh, opportunity you. I've had to really say congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a real thrill to have one and two out. In fact, the funny thing is that for the Clubhouse app, I'm in the process of adapting book one into a radio drama. So I get to actually like okay. I get to for the first time I get to see like I get well here different voices attached to these characters and sound effects and a musical score. I'm just like that's yeah. that's blowing my mind. Like I, I that's something that I would definitely love to get your your thoughts on that like as we we talk about the development of the show. But so as you're going though, like as you're going through the process of writing and finding your voice and everything and then you had that idea for from and as you were going what what was what when was the point where you kind of realized like wow i think i got something here it's 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 funny i think to a certain extent i think with every script that you write you have that moment where you think wow i think i've got something here and and in mm-hmm. a certain sense that's always true because like you have to have if to, you don't and, then and, what's the point of keep you keep going yeah exactly and 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 you're writing them all for a reason and and i think that I think that one of the valuable things that I learned at some point along the way, and, and, and I honestly couldn't pinpoint for you now when that was, but like learning to, or at least striving to, it, it's something that you never do entirely, but at least striving to remove any expectation beyond what the journey of the script itself gives you. And by that, I mean, there are just certain things that you can't control. There are a myriad of things that you can't control. I mean, we we were trying to get from produced for five years and it had gone, it had been on the one yard line three times. It had gotten to the end zone once. And by, by that, I mean, like we actually got a, we actually got a green light for it one time prior. It was also with epics. Um, mm-hmm. And because of un- and unforeseen circumstances, the project was, was, was halted. The circumstances that had more to do with, with, with money and epics and MGM and like, like the, no, all that's my pay any, anything anything involving MGM, like it's going to be unstable. Like that's it just seems well, like their nature. At that right? time, at that time, things 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 were unstable, and and I think that that's because they were really sort of like figuring out their partnership. I mean, I will say that yeah. like the the people that we have worked with at MGM and at Epics have been Epics has been quite possibly we could not have asked for better partners, and that's that's, the, that's, that's the best thing about. Yeah. The people at Epics is that they very much are partners with us on this. This is this is not a situation. A lot of people when they when they think of like oh the network or oh the the, the studio or this or that, they think of like these overlords that are just sort of like sending down notes from on high. And the folks at Epics, whether it's Nancy Cotton, Michael Wright, they're really down there rolling up their sleeves with us. And and it's really mm-hmm. for my first experience putting on a show. I feel like I've been a bit spoiled because I, I it, the way the way that we work together is 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 not necessarily the way that that these things normally happen and so i feel both both very spoiled and 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 very blessed in terms of the people that i've had the chance to work with but that said when the we 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 initially were going to go forward and then that 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 had to be tailored back and 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 prior to that there was just there was there was a very long road for from uh full of ups and downs and to go back to your original question which was or at least my my sort of roundabout response to your original question <laughs> is one of the best things that you can do for for your own sanity is to remove expectation from mm. things beyond the expectation of like, I hope this script gives me joy to write yeah. uh, with from like, I definitely, I felt with from when I, when I wrote the, when I first wrote the pilot, I did feel, I was like, this, this is, this is a show that I would watch this. And, and this is a show that I think, I think other people would watch. I think that I think like I, I tend to write, I tend to write as an audience member mm-hmm. in as far as like, like if I'm bored writing something, then somebody is going to be bored to fucking tears watching it. Sorry. Is this a family podcast? I, uh, I, don't I worry about it. I'll slap an E on it. It's all good. So yeah, I, I, I would say, I would say that it, it's, it's a mixture of having the sense of like, Oh, I've, I, I've got something here in the sense of like, this is something that I love. This is something that I, I would love to write for, for seasons, like, like for the, for the, for the timeline of the story that, that, that I had in mind. 
because mm-hmm. uh, the show has always definitely had a, a very finite timeline in terms yeah. of like the, the the story that it's telling. But I think also that there's what it is 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 that it 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 might also be the 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 difference. I think I reached a point in my career, or or in my journey, I should mm-hmm. say, and I think it started with Dream Before Waking, where that was that was the 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 nickel script, right? Where you suddenly realize it's like oh. I'm not just writing things for me anymore. Like, like, like I, I, I feel like this, this could be a movie. This, this could be a television series. This, this could, this could potentially be satisfying for people who are not me right. to, to, to see it on screen. And then what that helps you with is it helps you sort of like identify, like when I'm writing something, I now have, I feel like there's, there's that little voice in my head that says, yeah, this, this, this might be fun to write, but this is fun for you. This, this is not, you're not writing this for an audience. You're, you're, you're writing this for, for your own enjoyment. And those things are fine too. And those things are necessary. There, there, there are, there are plenty of things that I write that will most likely never see the, the light of day simply because I enjoy writing them. Mm-hmm. But I think with from, there was definitely a sense of like, Oh, this, this, this feels like a TV show. This feels like, and, and it was, it was somewhere in, in, in the writing of the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were working on it, were you do, did you decide to do the basic, like the premise of the show, like the create the Bible of the show and then work on the pilot? Or were you kind of like working on the pilot and then you kind of realized what the show really could be and then catered and then cha- then uh, wrote up the pilot, uh, the Bible to match that? Well, the, the, the Bible was not written until much, much later. The Bible was written once we had a green light and I was partnered with the brilliant uh, Jeff, who is, is one of my two creative partners on the show. It's, it's uh, me, me, Jeff Pinkner and Jack Bender are sort of like the, we, the, the, the cast and crew refer to us as the three J's, like the, 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 the three headed <laughs> triumvirate that sort of, uh, <laughs> that sort of uh, makes the show together. And, and also just like in terms of this being a special experience, I can't say how enough about how fortunate I am to be partnered with Jack and Jeff, who have become not only incredible partners, but very close friends and also great mentors because Mm -hmm. both Jack and Jeff have incredible, incredible journeys of their own. And like, I, I was a huge admirer of their work before I ever got the chance to work with them. Mm -hmm. And so even even as we 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 create the show together now the 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 amount that i have already learned from them is, is just like it, it's you know you can't put a price tag on that and it's and it's such a rare again like what i said about the the nickel before like it's such a rare opportunity to to have those types of relationships and 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 to find those like i i i feel like part of surviving in Hollywood is just like, it, it's about finding your team. It's about finding your tribe. And, and Jeff and Jack have just, I, again, I, I, it makes me feel like a, like a, an inefficient writer because I, I have yet to find the, the adjectives that, that properly describe just how grateful I am and just how much they mean to me. But no, with, with from, it's funny that there was, there was sort of like this, this interesting balance with from in writing the pilot where I knew certain things and I wanted to discover other things as I was writing. So like even it, it was, it was because I was approaching it from sort of like the, these, these themes that I wanted to address. I, 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 I allowed the story to, what's the best way of saying this? I looked for the things that could best express the ideas that I wanted to explore. And what I really wanted to do is, is, is I wanted, I knew that I wanted to tell a story that was, was, was an unraveling or, 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 or an unspooling mystery. And I wanted to tell a story that had sort of like an ever expanding canvas. I, I, I didn't, what I didn't want to do and what I'm very grateful that we were able to carry this all the way through the process is that I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to tell a story where it's like, well, you wrap up the, you wrap up the, the show by the end of the first season. And then if it's a hit, then you figure out what to do next. Like, like this, right. this was always a journey from, from start to finish. And some things, some things about the show in terms of like it, 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 it being a nightmare and it being a, a, a town that you drove into, like, like the basic, the basic building blocks were there mm-hmm. before I set out to write the pilot and, and others developed as I was writing. And that's, that's also sort of in a way that's not entirely unlike how we approach the show now is that Jeff and I will very carefully like break story and, and, and hammer out outlines. And then in the writing, 
it's sort of like it, 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 it's a little bit reminiscent of love, like the old Orson Welles philosophy of like you, you very specifically carve out every single thing you're going to do every, every, every shot, every like, like, like down to the, like the, the, the breeze that might be blowing. And then on your way to set the first day, you just toss that out the window because like you, you, <laughs> you've done the prep work and now you see where the actual experience on set takes you with, right. with the, with the backdrop of all that preparation that you've done. And so I think with, with a story like this, where there are a number of different characters and a number of different storylines and, and, and they're all intersecting and they're all playing some independently of each other and some codependently of each other under mm-hmm. the, under the umbrella of this larger mystery that we're also servicing. Yeah. You, you can't write one of these scripts without doing an enormous amount of prep, but you also have oh, to yeah. give yourself the, you also have to give yourself the, the freedom to explore things that, that come up in the writing. And because we're such a, a close knit partnership and, and team, it's like, mm-hmm. we, we have the ability to do that. Like nobody's ever working in a vacuum. Right now, yeah. as you were, as you're putting this show together, I have to ask, and like, obviously we're all about avoiding any sort of spoilers for the future, but when you were mapping things out, did you have an idea for how it's going to end? Or is this something yes. that you're still kind of exploring? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have no, an there was, there was always, yes, there, there, there was, there was an, always an idea for the end. And what I will say is this, is that the most important thing about this type of show is where you want the journey to take you. Yeah. Um, and, and as long as you have, because the worst thing that you can do, the two worst things that you can do, in my opinion, in, in, in my humble opinion, the two worst traps that you can fall into is having too strict a plan, too rigid a plan, where it's like, oh, no, no, this is exactly how it goes. And this is... is and having no plan at all. The, the the sweet spot is somewhere in between. I mean, when 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 Jeff and I, when Jeff and I started breaking the first season with with our writers Javi and Vivian, mm-hmm. I had a very definitive plan for the first season. I had everything mapped out in a format document. That was what got us the green light for the show. And then we just said, "What? Let's we have all this. Let's put it all aside. See what else is in there to explore." And inevitably, mm-hmm. a lot of that format document ended up falling away because we discovered things that we were more excited about that saved that served the same purpose that followed the same trajectory right but and 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 then there were plenty of things from that format document that we reincorporated and it becomes a matter of like just really sort of like knowing the course that you want to take knowing Mm -hmm. where you're starting knowing where you want to end up knowing the stops that you want to make along the way like the milestone stops Mm -hmm. when you have that it gives you the freedom to allow yourself to be surprised yeah. And to go off road and to, and to go. So even the things that I knew at the beginning have evolved as they should, because you should always treat a story as, as a living organism. And, and inevitably you're, you're writing and thinking about something in a vacuum. And then you have these brilliant people join you on this journey with their own ideas and their own insights. And it's like the, the worst thing in the world that you can do in, again, in my opinion, is say, yeah. no, no, mine, mine, mine. I know exactly how this is going to go. And this is the way that it's going to go. That like mm-hmm. it, it, that, that to me makes for, for potentially really bad TV. It's, it's, yeah. it's the, it's the organic nature of the show. And that this is, this is no longer like my show. It's, it's our show. We're all creating it together. It, it, it's like, I, 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 I might've gotten pregnant and given birth but we're all raising the baby together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that's the part that really determines the, the person that it's going to be. And the thing that, that, that determines like what, what the show is and, and, and is that collaboration and, and, that, and that freedom and that the, one of, my, one of the mantras that I've, that I've sort of like developed on the fly, but, but seems to work for me at least, is that like there's, there's a very clear delineation between vision and ego. Mm-hmm. Um, one of Jeff's things that he approached the 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 show with and 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 one of the things that I absolutely love one of the one of the many many things that I absolutely love about Jeff is on the first day he just said let's have one rule no egos no assholes nice kind of gave voice to it and I was like yes let's let's do that that's amazing and and I think that's one of the things that makes me Jack and Jeff work is that like we all really approach it without ego and 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 we all really approach it in terms of like let's 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 raise this kid together and 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 let's um. So yeah, I, it, again, my, my long and winding road, I'll take back to the original, <laughs> the original question you asked, which is that it's, it's, it is both always evolving yet always the same. Like, like yeah. the, 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 the nature of the course has not changed. Like, like where, where we started and where we going has, has, has kind of always been the same, but the, 
the texture and and of the trip has has evolved and and grown richer and and much more satisfying for me certainly and hopefully for the audience as well. That's fabulous. I, I'm just so excited to to hear like how this how everything was developing and how you got along with the with the other writers and how they were able to bring so much to the table. What about the cast? Were you were you there when the different auditions and everything were coming up? Like all the different screen tests. Yeah, I mean, well, because of COVID, obviously everything was was on tape. Yeah, and that was again like like the casting would send Jack Jeff. And I, as well as Adrian Eric, our our co EP, they would they would send the tapes and 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 we would go through the tapes and we there were there were there were some people where the moment that we saw their audition it was like that's the person that's the character there were, there were other characters that were a little bit trickier to ta- cast and we mm-hmm. and we feel very very fortunate I mean we 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 feel like we hit a home run on every single member of our cast and and then that's something that's like a great source of both comfort and pride in terms of like the because. Even even with the characters that we that were a little bit trickier to cast, when we finally found that person, it's like, ah, oh, thank, all right, good. Well, then, yeah. now now we now we have it, and it's very rare. It's very rare to have a chain with no weak links. And the and and and, and look, I mean, when you, when you have Harold Perrineau leading the charge, you, when you have that guy in the vanguard, you're you're in a pretty you're starting from a pretty good place. Um, now, were you were you were you kind of like? Um kind of freaking out when you found out that that he was going to be coming aboard like because that's that's a hell of a name to attach to i mean we would listen i i've been a fan of harold's since since oz and so more so than freaking out i i i think it was just the sense of like wow we 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 hit the first one out of the park i mean that's 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 a pretty good way to start and i think it was meeting harold and getting to work with him and getting to just just realizing what a what a sweetheart the guy is. What a, what a, what a, what a down to earth, kind and generous artist he is. He is exactly the person that you want, especially in, in, in our, in our scenario, we are working. What's exciting about from is that we cast a lot of people who, while they have been working for a while, they really haven't, you know, had that signature role. And so a lot of us, me included, are kind of doing this for the first time together. And yeah. so to have Harold as sort of like the 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 senior member of the board for the cast is is that like and to have him setting that example is just you can't put a price tag on that. But no, we we feel uh, again we 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 sort of sometimes pinch ourselves in terms of like how lucky we got with the cast that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and there's another, there's another kind of member of the cast, but it's also somebody, uh, something that really, I noticed definitely had a part to play in this and that's the music choices. In oh, this. Yeah. Now, like from, from when I knew you back in the day and everything, you had some very eclectic music choices and everything, music preferences. And like, so getting to hear like some of these, it sounded like it was just like, oh, John must have picked that one. Like uh, just starting off with "We Got to Get Out of This Place," I thought was a that was one hundred percent Jack Bender. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, and, and, it, and it's great. And the know, choice we, of of the of the the version of the which recording of it and everything, like it's just it just gave it like this such a great yeah tone setting kind of vibe that was just like I'm in. I, yeah. I'm, I'm no. And, in. and and well, first of all, before we talk about the music choices, I have to give a shout out to Chris Tilton, our composer. Because yeah. I think that the the work that he has done is just nothing short of of spectacular, in my opinion. It, it, it absolutely one of the things that we were looking for in our composer was someone that could give that signature sound mm-hmm. without really without really overwhelming what was happening on screen. Like like the, there 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 is a certain type of sound that you associate with genre. Mm-hmm. Um, shows of this kind, and we really wanted to go in the opposite direction. Like, like we, as we do with a lot of aspects of the show, we we sort of like, even though the show leans into certain tropes mm-hmm. um, intentionally as its foundation, we wanted to lean in. We wanted to lean away from the expectation of how those tropes are executed. Yeah, um, and that and that goes with the with the music as well. And Chris just continued to outdo himself throughout the season, and I thought in particular the music which you'll hear when you when you get to the end of the season i thought the the, the music that he did for the the series finale was just 
wonderful. I mean, we we were watching it. We were in the we were on the soundstage doing the final the final uh, sound check, and just it was it was the first opportunity to really hear everything, or one of the final sound checks. It was like the second the 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 penultimate uh, sound check because yeah. we, we were hearing everything all together with we'd lock picture, we had we had gotten all this sound you know, and just it was an opportunity to really just like sit back and and appreciate the episode and appreciate the music and 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 he his music really does bring things to life. It gives or, or give it that extra bit of life that you really want. As far as the uh, the needle drops or the 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 songs, it's 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 it's, it's great fun. Yeah, uh, because we we all have contributed. You know, like my both Jeff, Jack, and myself, we've all contributed in in certain areas. I have to give a shout out to Jeff Brick for introducing me to this song. Yes. If I had a quote from Lyle Lovett, because that was the first time I ever heard that song, and I've loved that song for years ever since. Yeah, but yeah, no, we we all we we. We decided we decided together on on sort of like a certain theme for the music mm-hmm. and, and and the purpose that the music would serve in the show. And when when one of us has a great idea about like a song that fits or a song that we want to incorporate, and then we 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 kind of have it, it, it's it's a little bit of a a uh, little bit of a playground. Yeah. So. It's so almost, uh, and and, 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 and I'm glad you like that fact. So uh, yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, like so. Having having listened to like that the the music score something that's comp- being composed for something that you wrote that you created, what was that initial feeling like? What was it feel like when being on on the soundstage and hearing that? It's a funny thing because it's 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 not unlike the 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 first time that you you walk onto set or or the first time and our set in particular is is fairly unique because like most sets you have like a bunch of different locations and this and that and like whereas for for because of the nature of our show right they built that town from scratch mm-hmm. like like that that town didn't exist before this show and and so many of the places look exactly the way that they looked in my head mm-hmm. while other places are so much cooler matt yeah. like our production designer is is brilliant and he was really able to take things to the next level. And I mean, I, I would, I would work with Matt likely any day of the week and six times on Tuesday. Cause he really does just have a, a brilliant imagination and, and a passion for the work. But I think all those experiences, whether it's, whether it was like the cameras rolling for the first time on day one or walking onto set or walking into the, the, the soundstage or into the editing bay, I think it all had, the same sort of feeling and and it was like this deeply deeply peaceful feeling almost of like like after after 25 years i'm home it's like you you spend i'm I'm getting a little emotional (laughs) you you spend (laughs) you spend so much time and, and you and you and you give so much of yourself to this to this this thing that may or may not be waiting for you in the distance and i think in every in every instance, it was just like, I expected to feel elation. I expected to feel uh, like, and, and instead what I, what I felt was like this just very deep comforting sense of peace because I finally felt yeah. that I was somewhere I belonged. Oh yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and I know I was excited just as someone who knows you to see the credit created by John Griffin in the credits. I can't imagine how you must've felt when you first saw that. It was uh, it was that 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 part is surreal. I, I I think I think the most surreal part of yeah. the whole thing is when all is said and done, and and you have to remind yourself it's like oh this is on TV now. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. there are there are people watching this in their houses that I've never met. But like mm-hmm. like that that is just I think of all the of all the moments that might have been the most surreal because you you it's such an intimate process of creating this and 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 we all have such an intimate environment that we've created, like everybody on the show. And, and, and I really mean this, like everybody on the show really cares about each other. And like, there are yeah. some real friendships that have grown out of this show. It's like, it, it, it's like this little family and it, and it becomes such an intimate experience. And then, and then you have to remind yourself, it's like, Oh wait, no, this is, this is actually something that's on TV and, and people are going to mm-hmm. either love or hate or praise or criticize or, and it's like, and it's all there. It's like, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was, that was a weird moment. Yeah. And you can, and yeah, it's definitely something you can't hide from, especially for those first three episodes then created by John Griffin. And then immediately after written by John Griffin, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's all on you, pal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> but but so after all this, like after, as you're working on on everything here, after this whole journey that you've gone to, to see to see this through, and there it is, like it's in it's in the works. Like we have season one is is out there. Season two is going to be going into development. When's that going to start? By the way, it already has. Jeff and I, yeah. Jeff and I have already spent the last two weeks breaking story. We resume on Monday. It's yeah. So so we're 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 already. I think I I, I don't have any specific dates in terms of like when production starts. I have sort of like general. We we have general ideas of of, of when we're going to be doing any everything. But you can those those announcements will be made in in short order but i believe that we are looking for a and actually i i i i, I was going to guesstimate when the show might be coming back but I, I i also realized that as i was about to do that i might get in trouble for that so yeah the we 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 are already getting our ducks in the row and it's 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 felt so good to be because it's funny you come back from shooting which we which we wrapped in in mid october mm-hmm. and then the next 4 months were was just nonstop post so yeah. you're 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 editing you're you're doing sound checks and and all that stuff and it's like you're 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 fine-tuning everything that you spent the last year working on mm-hmm. right and so it's 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 really exciting and, and 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 a lot of fun to be back with jeff and sort of like now breaking the next chapter and 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 and, and for for jack to be looking forward in terms of like all right well this is this this is this this is what we're gonna this this is how we're gonna like for the three of us together to just be like all right well this 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 is now how we go forward you know what i mean and, and, and this is this is the next chapter <clears throat> and for, and for that work to be, to be underway is really exciting. That's fantastic. So yeah. what, so with everything that you've been going through, what sort if say there's uh, there's someone who has an idea of their own, they have like something, something in them, they have to get it out. They have to write it and everything. And they are not sure exactly like how to go about bringing that idea to life in some way. What would you suggest would be like the first thing that that person should do to kind of get that idea out there? Is this assuming that the person has already written the idea? Oh, they're like, they, they haven't, they have something in mind. Like they, they have something they want to actually like go down this path of seeing where it goes. What would you say would be like, if you were to give them a tip for their um, journey forward, what would it be? Yeah. I, I would say if it, if it is a TV show, write the first chapter, mm-hmm. right? Write the, you know, write the first episode. Because one one thing that I've learned also, and this took a while to really kind of figure out, and it's the reason why I probably, with all, I mean, there's no hard and fast rules, but with 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 all the projects that I do going forward, I will probably always write the first episode before I take it out and show it to people or pitch it to people. Yeah. And the reason is, is that especially when you're dealing with genre or you're dealing with high concept, mm-hmm. you can have it worked out incredibly specifically in your mind. But ultimately, you're going to say things to someone, and that person is going to create their own picture in their mind. And that's what they're going to hear. So you can think you're pitching one thing, and that person will completely interpret, because we all interpret things through our own lenses, they'll they'll completely interpret something different. I find that if you are able to give them a script and say, take a a quick trip through this world, like like the world is, is there before them. And they can immerse themselves in it. And then you say, all right, now I'm going to pitch you the rest of the show. Mm. That is essentially the path that we took from with from. That is probably how I will work going forward because it just, it gives you, it gives you more agency in making sure that your ideas are not being misinterpreted. And it also forces you, by the yeah. way, to be much clearer about the idea. Because you know, sometimes you can think something in your head and be like, oh yeah, this works great. And then you try to put it down on paper and you realize how many holes are there and how many things you have to figure out and how many things. So just challenge yourself to bring a little piece of it to life so that people can actually experience it as opposed to you trying to explain it to them. Because like, I, I, would often, I would often go back and be like, and, and think to myself, man, if I had tried to pitch from without having written the first episode, we never would have gotten oh, the show. Made. Yeah. Because all I, I I would imagine that like like a lot of because cause you you start talking about like, well it's 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 a show about like like you 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 go in there, there there's so many metaphysics to the show that mm-hmm. like before you can even get to like what happens in the show or what it's about, if you're listening to a pitch, it it would take an entire pitch just to wrap your head around that. Yeah. But that's all in the script. So you read the script, you digest that, you live in it for a bit. And then it's like, oh, I, 
I like this or I don't like it. And if you don't like it, then there's no pitch to be had, but it's like, Oh, I like this. That was the response mm-hmm. we got a lot of times. It's like, really like the script, but where does the show go? And that yeah. was, and that was the springboard for like, well, well, let us tell you, this is, this mm-hmm. is, this is where we go from here. Nice. Um, so yeah, that would, that would probably be my, my biggest uh, piece of advice is just like taking, sending an idea off into the world is like sending a soldier to war naked. You just, you, you're, you're not giving yourself the best chance to succeed. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. And where can my listeners find you on social media? They can find me at, at JG 88 prods. So it's JG 88 P R O D S. Awesome. And that's on like Instagram, Twitter, like at Twitter that. and Instagram. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I can't think of a better way to put an exclamation point on this entire month long salute to writers than with this and with this discussion. And especially because of what John said very early on when he said that at some point you have to really kind of look into your work and say, I think I've got something here. You have to have a reason to push on. You have to have that one thing that you can grab onto and let that be your saving grace and really kind of push you forward to see where your stories go. I hope nothing but the best for all of your stories. I want nothing but the best for all of you. And for John Griffin, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward. And I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.